Hi, I'm Sanera Madani, and I'm a mom of two, a daughter of an immigrant and an unlikely entrepreneur who went from scaling an idea to a billion dollar business. Yes, a billion dollar business. Along the way, I learned that less than 2% of female founders ever hit 1 million in revenue. And I became obsessed on a mission to change that. I believe that there is so much gatekeeping in business knowledge and that we as female entrepreneurs should be learning from other female founders and leaders who have broken the statistics. Since I never went to CEO school, I've had to learn it all the hard way, but you shouldn't have to because we believe that you deserve to have it all. And honestly, nothing bad happens when women make more money. Grab a seat because class is officially in session. Welcome to CEO School. Hey everyone, it's Sanira here. As you may know, CEO School is officially part of the HubSpot Podcasting Network. We're now part of a family of shows designed to help professionals listen, learn, and grow by providing access to the world's leading B2B podcasts like Being Boss, hosted by Emily Thompson. Being Boss is an exploration of not only what it means, but what it takes to be a boss as a creative business owner, freelancer, or side hustler. I enjoyed listening in as Amy, along with her guest, Nikki Nash, discussed very practical ways to create a marketing plan that works. Listen to Being Boss wherever you get your podcast, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. I'm Sanira Madani, and I am CEO and founder of Stacks Payments, which is a payment technology company based out of Orlando, Florida. I started this business in 2014 with this idea in my head to revolutionize payments. And I'm not going to get to go into my super, super deep story today, but um, it's it's a beautiful one and it's mine. And I, I didn't know what I was capable of. I didn't even know I could go build a million dollar business, let alone a billion dollar business. And now this company that I almost did not start I had fear every step of the way. I had imposter syndrome every step of the way. I didn't have a community. I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't. I had to learn so many things the hard way. And I had to learn from the boys club. I never had a seat at the table. I wanted to make sure that, and, and now today it's a billion dollar business. We have 350 employees. We're doing almost 30 billion in payments. We are the newest unicorn in the uh, in FinTech. I mean, our story has been shared from every mass medium uh, from Forbes to Entrepreneur to Fast Company, and I'm so proud of it. But I, what I realized, you know, a couple of years ago was it wasn't about stacks. What I found that I was so alone in my journey, and there were so many things that I wish I knew that would have just saved me so much time and headache and heartache and just all of these business lessons. And I just felt really alone, although I had an incredible team and an incredible partners, and I had support and all of the things that you can kind of check the box for, I still felt really lonely as a mother, right? I felt lonely as a woman in business. I felt lonely in like not having the experience that air quotes I needed to scale my company to the next level. And I found that once I started sharing about that, that I actually wasn't as alone as I thought, right? I wasn't as alone as I thought because so many other women were also going through maybe a different journey, but with a different business or, you know, wherever they were in their journeys, but it was still the same story. They also were feeling alone. And I knew that I wanted to surround myself with women who were like me. And this is where CEO School was born. I started sharing my journey. I started sharing my success. I started sharing some of the learnings that I was experiencing. I started sharing my heartaches and I started sharing and asking people for help. And this is how this experience was born and this podcast was created and then the community was created and everything has been built because of each and every single one of you. We're multi-passionate. We're mothers. We're entrepreneurs. We're creators. We're podcast hosts. We're industry leaders. We we are multi-passionate, successful women on the verge of what's ahead and what's next, right? And I think together, the power of we is so strong and the power of knowledge is so strong. And that's something that I learned being part of the man's world, being part of the patriarchy, being part of, you know, the 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 venture capital world, the finance world. Like, what I found is that men actually do business with each other, right? Men actually support each other. Men actually share knowledge with each other. And generation to generation, they share that knowledge and they pass down this knowledge and they support each other in their own way. And we as women were just left out of that conversation. 
And so it was time to build our own table. And I want to welcome each and every single one of you to CEO School's table because you belong here. We belong here together and we're going to learn and grow together. So I just want to start off with that level of energy telling you how much this means to me. Um, and it means it means so much that I have a, a little tiny part and our team has a little tiny part in hoping to inspire and change your trajectory in your business because I want I want you to see what's possible. And I truly believe that if I saw what was possible, if I saw another woman do it, if I saw another woman do it, that I would have treated myself differently. I would have maybe gotten there faster. And it would have been, it would have just been nice to know as well that there are other people that look like me, that talk like me, that share the same passions and energy just like me doing it too. And so that is what CEO school is all about. It's about empowering each other. It's about empowering each of you. And of course, the it is about, you know, it's it's about learning, right? And that's what the school is all about. And so today we're going to learn and I'm going to teach this the first masterclass that I've taught specifically for this audience. So I've done, if you've been to any of my masterclasses before, let me know if you have. But this particular class today is going to be about this six-figure entrepreneur, right? So you have crossed this threshold, which is this beautiful, amazing milestone of your company. And you have to take credit for getting this far. I think we forget like that journey sometimes and we're always so quick to move on to the next the next part of our journey, the next part of our, um, you know, what's ahead and just looking at constant like comparison and just chasing what's, what's next. But it's so important for us to recognize truly what it took to get here and that you are so privileged to have proven a concept to have had sales, to have built whatever team, even if it's not perfect, right? To to have gotten something off the ground that's viable, right? And now I feel like if you've gotten to this point, the rest is going to happen no matter what. So you are you are destined for what's next. But I think by learning through some of these lessons that not only that I have had, but over the last three years now, We have mentored and coached over a thousand entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs in scaling, right? And I kind of want to say we're experts now. We are experts in scaling businesses and all kinds of businesses, industry agnostic, right? Whether you are a digital creator, whether you are a um, a winemaker, a B2C company, a B2B company, a service provider, you know, a media company, whatever your industry is, whatever your, um, whatever your business is, we're all entrepreneurs, right? And so I think that the lessons are the same. And I think that we've had a hand in helping shape so many different styles of businesses that we have this beautiful playbook for scale. And today in an hour, I'm going to do my best to share some of like the top things that are on my mind. And in particular today, we're going to talk about not only the five lessons to scale, but specifically how to profit-proof your business, right? Because scaling is really about profit-proofing your business and especially, uh, you know, where we are today in today's market, right? From an economy standpoint, where markets are, I mean, we're, we're having talks of, is this market going to be in a recession? And recession or not, I would still give the same advice for scale, but I think it's more prevalent now than it was yesterday. And now is the time for us to really put our like focus lens on. Now is the time for us to really think about our business in a new lens, in a way to go build this business not only to the next stage, but to protect what you've already built as well, to have that legacy, to be able to have this business at this next chapter. So I think now more than ever, that is important. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So as I kick us off on the five top secrets or five lessons that I've learned I want you to, for those that just got into the room, I want you to tell me where you're from, your business, your Instagram, where we can find you and where your revenue is. So, and then I want you to participate in this chat. So I'm going to be asking you guys questions along the way, and I want you to participate so that I can also ensure that I'm answering your questions accordingly. So five lessons, here we go. So first, I want to ask all of you, what stage are you currently in in your business, right? We already know the revenues that you're in now, but I want to know what stage you're in. Are you a, are you, you know, just trying to figure out 
Um, building a team, right? You're wanting to build a team or you're just starting to hire, but you're having some trouble maybe letting go or figuring out how to even get control and how to get delegate. B, you're wearing every single hat and you're exhausted all the time, right? You might even have a team that can support you, but you're wearing every single hat. You're from janitor to CEO and everything in between. C, Um, I hope maybe you're here, you're at a consistent revenue place. Your revenue is in a solid place. It's consistent and you're doing great, but you're looking for it to scale now, right? So consistency is great. Consistency that you prove something. Or D, are you just like, honestly, you're fit, you've, you've made it here, but you don't know how. And that's cool too, because I was definitely, I've, I was actually A, B, C, and D, but I want to know where you're at. And I see a lots of B's and C's right now. So lots of C's, which is incredible. That means you have consistency in your revenue and that you have, um, you know, you, you, you have the, the months are coming in CCC, but you want, Melissa goes CCC, but I want more. Yes, you deserve more. Right. And there is the playbook to scale beyond that. Lots of B's that I see, right. You're wearing all the hats and you're exhausted all the time. And what I want you to take credit for first is it's okay, right? It's not supposed to be perfect. I don't know in what rule book or in what like, you know, you know, what story was created that it's supposed to be perfect. What got you to six figures is not going to get you from six to seven or what's going to get you from seven to eight. It's supposed to break. It's supposed to, and that is okay. Now, I'd like to talk about your goals. What are some of your goals, right? Um, and here's, here's the goals that I have. Are you hiring and you want to efficiently hire like an amazing team that you can rely on and trust so that B, you can maybe even remove yourself from your everyday task, right? There's going to be places that as CEO, I want you to focus on where you provide the most value and to build a team around you that can support the areas that are not your favorite, but are important to the business. See, I think this one has definitely been a goal of mine which is recession-proofing my business. And what what I mean by that is by having a business that lasts, right? Whatever that looks like, whether you want to exit your business, whether you want to you, you want to sell your business, whether you want to get yourself out of the business and earn cash flow from your business, what is it? And I see tons of, of, of Ds, all of the aboves. Definitely lots of Cs again on recession-proofing, lots of Bs, removing yourself and having the team to trust it. And that is my goal for you as well. Right. And then what could that look like for you in a world where you had all of those th- things, right? A team that you can trust, removing yourself out of like the day to day grunt work, right? Not all work can be, is going to disappear, right? It's still business, right? If it was that easy, everyone would be doing it. But removing yourself on areas that, you know, you don't excel in and building a team around you that does, right? Having consistent revenue, not only consistent revenue, but scalable revenue, right? Revenue that actually scales, getting more, earning more, right? While doing less, not only for you, but for your team, right? I know most team members also want that, is to also do less, right? What could that look like for you? I want you to imagine that world because what I want you to know that it's 100% possible. But right now, what's happening in your current state is you're running for short-lived wins, right? And many of you guys here have consistency in revenue, but it requires a lot of work. And that work is inconsistent, right? There's still tons of inconsistencies in your business, right? Maybe the wins look up and down, right? It's just one quarter, it's fantastic. And you have this big, you know, product launch that you do, or, you know, you had this amazing PR article, or you had this partnership that took place. How do you actually replicate that for scale, right? You can't live for the short-lived wins. That's not scalability. Those are amazing when that happens. But what we want to figure out is how to consistently have those wins. Your current state right now, which honestly is where I was at the most, was my energy output. I was always overwhelmed and overworked and definitely burnt out, right? I was at a point in my business where I felt like I was hitting the I was hitting this ceiling and everything landed on my desk. Like if I didn't touch it, it wasn't going to work. And even though I had people and even though they were amazing, somehow if I didn't have to do the thing, okay, or put that put that thing on there or somebody would miss something that was so important. 
And so everything still fell on my shoulders. And I was literally burning the midnight oil. I think I'm going to share a uh, video with you here of like me at my desk, like probably at like two in the morning. And that was me constantly. And don't get me wrong. You know me. I, hard work is a shortcut. But there are there are times of hustle and there are times to reap those rewards as well. You know, uh, Sophia and I were actually talking about this morning, right? And we we're talking about where we are in our current state of business at CEO school and that we've put in the hustle, right? And it's time for us. We know exactly what we bring. We know our worth. We know where our energy is. Our teams are ready. We're ready to not be in that, in that, in that zone. And so this is applicable to all business here. And honestly, when you look ahead, your business is actually running you today, right? And I want to ask you guys, if you had 10x the amount of sales that popped in, right, even if everything worked miraculously to the exact plan that you had, what I can tell you is that nine out of 10 of you, and someone's going to say, I can handle it, but your systems are broken. They actually can't. And maybe they can handle it, but you're going to have to hire more or you're going to have, you're the one that's going to have to do it. Your systems aren't working for you. And I'm going to share with you a story about when I had that realization on 10X. So today we're going to talk about how to get to your future state, which is honestly why you started a business in the first place, right? Why did you start a business? I remember why I started a business. It was for these three exact reasons, okay? And if this resonates with you, give me a yes, because I know this is going to resonate. Because at the end of the day, after not only for me, I thought this was only my story. And then I spoke to thousands of entrepreneurs. And it's, it's the same reason why you all start your business. One, it's because you want to make an impact, right? You want to create something that's meaningful. You're solving a problem. You want to make an impact for a community, for yourself even, right? Impact and creating a legacy can also just be for yourself and for your family. There is nothing wrong with that. I don't know in what world we were taught that we were supposed to, like as women, I want to create a life of impact, right? And I want to do really great things, but I want to also benefit from that impact right? I want to create generational wealth for my family. That is okay. And you can create a legacy that goes far beyond. And that's what a business can do, right? That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to solve a problem for my customers in payments. And I wanted to solve a problem for the women here. I start by wanting to solve a problem, but I wanted that freedom to create that impact. But I wanted to do it on my terms, on my freedom of time, right? That was the second reason why I started a business. And when you actually look, the more, I, the, more, the more successful I became, the less I had of my time, right? And we go through these phases, but it's important for us to come back to our why. And I want to have freedom of time. You want to have freedom of time. You want to do it all. What's the point in building this legacy and creating all this impact in doing all of this good if you are not able to actually enjoy it? And that's where I was. I had two young babies running my life. Like it was, it was so difficult. And I know many of you feel the same way across on the other side. You don't have that freedom of time. It took me for the first time after 10 years of working that I took a month off away. 10 years. I don't want that to be your story. I want to show you today, right? And it's not going to happen overnight. This one masterclass isn't going to change it. But I want you to leave that you are, you are allowed to have that freedom of time. And you don't need to be like me where it took 10 years. I'm going to share with you every single mistake that I've made so you don't have to. But remembering your why, it's freedom of time. Third, your third reason why was freedom of dollar. Nothing bad happens when women make more money. Yeah, I got my, I got my mug. Nothing bad happens. And it's okay. You're able to run your business on your terms strategically, right? And having that freedom and designing your life, right? She designed a life she loved. That was like a quote that I had on my refrigerator every single day when I would commute from my house in that I lived in South Orlando and it would take me 45 minutes in traffic every morning and I had I was leaving a newborn baby at home. Right? I wanted to have that freedom. I knew what I was working towards. And over time I forgot that why. And I got caught up in this next chase and the next milestone, the next chase. But what I want you to know that all of this is possible right? It is possible. And I want you to have it. And I finally, I feel like I have finally figured it out. And it took me way too long. But here's the plan, okay? And here's the how. In short, 
in like the shortest of order, this is how you're going to get there, right? These three simple steps, simple steps, I call it super simple. And these three simple steps, this is how you're going to get there. Three things, I want you to write this down. You need consistency and profit, okay? Which just means consistency in your revenue. Optimizing your product, optimizing your product suite in a way that you have consistency in your sales cycles, consistency in your marketing cycles, consistency in your product cycles so that you can consistently scale that revenue. Number two, again, this is all gonna be about scalability, which is scalable processes, right? The reason why you're burning the midnight oil It's not because you don't know how, it's because you haven't taken what's up in your head into a process. That's the reason. And I promise you, processes are going to change not only your business, but are gonna change your life. For I wanna know who's been following me since like early days of mom boss because since the beginning of time, I've been talking about systems, right? Always about systems and time hacking and productivity and how to, time is our biggest currency everyone out there is focused just on the dollars. Time is your biggest currency. And I don't know why I didn't know that early on. And how we get back our time is by scaling our processes, getting them out of our head into a system, having the right structure, the right tools, the right reporting, the right software. And then lastly, the right people, right? So we can have the most amazing processes, okay? and the most amazing marketing cycles and sales cycles. But if we don't have the right people that are gonna scale up with us, we're still gonna be stuck doing all those things, right? So you do need a team of A players so that you can have freedom of time. And I want the same for your A players too. They deserve that too, right? And so you want to be able to have a team that is just firing on all cylinders, right? That is aligned, that is flowing, that just makes sense that is catching things before you have to catch them. So this is the like magic one, two, three, consistent profit, scalable processes and scalable people. If you can master these three things and it's not gonna happen overnight, that is how we're gonna go back to getting our one, two, three, our goals, right? Which is creating a legacy, having that freedom of time and getting that freedom of dollar. And again, I want to remind you today is that what got you here won't get you there, right? But there are so many things that did get you here. And I don't want you to to lose sight of that, right? But we have to also retrain for this next chapter. We have to retrain. You went from solopreneur, right? From entrepreneur to solopreneur, from solopreneur to entrepreneur, Now we're going to go from entrepreneur to CEO, right? It's a different mindset. It's a different game. It's a different league, right? But you are the talent. You know how there's things about talent that's not going to change. You have the basics of it, but now you need a new coach, right? I love this. I love sports analogies, although I'm not an athlete, but my, you know, one of my most favorite athletes is Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace. I mean, this guy was, you know, when you talk about hard work and talent and everything coming together, right? That was Kobe. And he put he put in the work, right? He put in the work. And he showed up and he would show up before practice and after practice and watch his games and do all the things, right? And he had the talent. But when he, he needed the right teammates around him too, right? He was a star, but he couldn't win a championship without his teammates. He needed a new coach to level up to. Yes, the Mamba mentality. If you guys ever want to read anything about Kobe, it's like the most inspiring um, athlete ever. But the way I always hear it, you know, and I have a husband who's a huge sports fanatic. So I learned a lot about, like, I know a lot about sports. Go team. I don't <laughs> Go Cowboys, I guess, is my team. Um, but it's that mentality right? And you still need the right coach around you. You still need the right team around you and the right playbooks around you, right? And that's what this is about. This is what it's all about. It's about leveling up. And so tell me, who is ready? Are you actually ready? Because I want the women in our community and the women that are showing up here, that's our DNA, 
Okay. So if this isn't firing you up, you know, exit stage left because the rest of this is not going to matter. And how we actually, something that I want to say, and, and I didn't get to say this to the women last night, what I value most about people is people who take action. Okay. When literally I was on a, an, a, um, an interview and one of the questions that I got asked was, it was during our fireside chat for the club. And she asked me, Sarah, you're so good at people. What is that thing about people? I was like, I, I value certain things about people. And one of the things I value is people to take action. So if you're ready, I'm going to ask you to take action today. Okay. But that's what I'm looking for. And that's what's going to be, that's going to be what I'm looking for from you. So promise me that. I'm going to give you the goods, but you're going to take action. Deal? Pinky promise. Okay, let's go. So in this lesson today, you're going to one, understand what got you to this point and what works, but what's no longer applicable to get you to this next stage, right? Two, I'm going to specifically talk about the five levers of scalability. What works, what doesn't work, and why? Three, I know this is one of the biggest reasons, you guys already told me you're here, is how to profit proof your business. And how we're going to do that is we're going to double down on what's working, right? That's what's that's how we do this. We're going to double down on what actually works and we're going to mitigate risk, right? It's also important to mitigate risk and I'm going to show you exactly how to mitigate risk in your business, how to audit, what to look for. So we're going to have lots of good um, note sessions coming up here. And then number four is that you're going to get clear on what your next steps are to actually minimize that risk and diversify that income so that we can make it through and create a business that is built for a legacy that's going to be either it's going to be passed down to the next generation, it's going to exit, it's going to get to that next milestone. But that's what's going to be you're going to get very clear on your next steps and yes for those there are there's going to be a replay, but I want you to stay till the end because it's so different live. Every time that I've done, and the replays are fantastic, and I hope those of you who are watching the replay, I'm glad you're here too, but stay till the end. There's going to be lots of great things that are going to drop um, so that you can get those and take those home with you. Okay. So remember, I promised you this. I promised you that I'd show you this literally was me every single night, every single night. And honestly, most nights I didn't even, I didn't even have the capacity to wash my face and put my my eye patches on, but um, I've been in your shoes and I'm still, I've been in your shoes many times. And this is also part of the entrepreneurial story, right? What got me from six to seven figures? I had to readjust when I went from seven to eight. I had to readjust again from eight to nine. And now I'm at this, this next chapter in my, in my career where I've literally now accomplished every single thing that I've ever dreamt of, right? But it started here on day one. I want to take you back to this story. Um, there was an article that dropped in Fast Company and it was the front page of Fast Company 2014 when I first launched the company. Um, and it was about, about stacks and how we were revolutionizing the space. I mean, this was a dream, dream article, okay? And I call it the greatest and the worst day of my life. And a lot of times people are like, oh, when you know, if only I had this big piece of this press or if I only I had this moment, if I only I had that moment, it doesn't matter because it's so short-lived, right? It's not what's going to actually define a long-lasting business or it's going to define that success. But this day, I did have my opportunity, right? We were front page, fast company online, titled Meet the Woman Trying to Change the Cardi Card Industry. And we had so much volume. We had one, like my office was the size of, there was literally half the size of the room that I'm in today right now. We had three desks. I had two employees right? We were just getting started. We were just building. We had one phone. I'm surprised we even had a phone, but this is, although it's 2014, everything wasn't as digital as it was today. So we, we had our office phone and our phone would not stop ringing, but our website crashed, right? We had no systems. Our, our like the systems that we had in place for onboarding broke. Like every single thing, when I tell you when, if everything could go wrong, it did. Every single thing went wrong. But the one thing that went right is I knew that I had something, right? I had a proof of concept. I knew that this was going to be successful. I just didn't know how I was going to get there. So overnight, I had the, like the most perfect entrepreneurial scenario where I had 10x of everything flowing to me. But I fucked it all up. I wasn't able to actually capture it. 
I wasn't able, I didn't have the systems in place. I didn't have the people in place. I didn't have processes in place. I wasn't even thinking about scaling. I was just thinking I was living in that now. And I lost so much opportunity. We were hustling for weeks. Like we were just on this grind trying to just capture what we could. But that day I knew that I, it, it had to change. And then I wasn't, I wasn't in the CEO mentality. Okay. And I had to step up to be CEO. I wasn't, you know, Sanira Madani, uh, you know, managing director of this like small business that I had created. I wanted to be CEO of Stacks. I wanted to, to, I saw the opportunity and I was going to figure out how. So the next day I went and asked for help. While the markets may have seen a dip in Q2 VC funding, it doesn't mean that your business can't scale. It just means it might look different to how you plan. With thousands of in-house crafted integrations of marketing, sales, and service, HubSpot is on a mission to help your business grow better with a CRM platform that's easy to buy, use, and scale. Want to figure out how to streamline your deals? Easy. The Sales Hub helps you close more deals by automating your busy work. Need to automate your social media? Piece of cake. The Marketing Hub has everything you need to publish, post, and monitor your social media channels all in one hub. And with Service Hub, centralized customer data keeps your support teams all moving in one direction, forward. Learn how HubSpot can make it easier for your business to grow better at HubSpot.com. Running a business is hard. Managing employees is hard. Getting customers through the door is even harder. But getting paid shouldn't have to be. This is where Stacks Payments is here to help. As an intuitive platform for invoicing, recurring billing, in-person, as well as online payments, Stacks is a one-stop hub to get you paid. What's even better? Stacks has one flat fee for the month. Instead of percentages you can't understand, stop spending time tracking down customers or payment tools that fail on you. Set your automations up with Stacks Payments today. As CEO and founder of Stacks and CEO School, it's been my mission to support female leaders, founders, and CEOs. With Stacks, I'm able to do so by providing fast, easy, and affordable way to process payments every day for you. Right, and I, and I could not find the help. I, you know, asked my brother to come help me. That's actually when he came and joined the company. So people don't know how Sal became a co-founder in the company. That's when he came in to join. I went to a venture tech accelerator. I said, I need help in building my technology. I got mentors. I got coaches. I put myself in rooms that I never saw myself in, right? And I made, this was December 4th, 2014. If you look on this, on this, on the title here, January, 2015, the thematic goal for our company, which is like the one primary goal I set every year, it was called 10X scalability. And it was written in our little tiny office. I had little stickers made on everyone's laptops, right? It was a, it was a screensaver on my phone. It was what was written on top of my fridge. And I knew that I could get there again, but I had to have the system to get there. And 10X scalability is what I want to teach you, right? And and you, where you are today is also fantastic, right? Everyone's story is different. And your story is so special and so unique. And I'm so proud of you. And you should be proud of you too. Because it's not easy to even get to that point, right? I just really shat on myself on how m- badly I fucked it up. But in, in all honesty, within one year of business, I landed front page Fast Company. I can build a brand, right? Like I know what I'm doing in many aspects, right? And you know what you're doing in many aspects too, Right? And so this was what happened, but what changed was my mindset. I started working smarter instead of working harder, right? And I figured out what I had to do because I saw all the risks that came about, right? So I knew where I needed to double down, what was where I needed to implement my right systems to actually go build the business of my dreams. And I made a plan and I went after it. And now, right, it took a, it took a decade, right? It didn't happen overnight. But it took a decade for me because I didn't have all these resources. I don't think it should not take a decade. I firmly believe that if I had the resources that I have now today, my time would have been half, if not sooner. I know that if I build another, which I have done, and if I build another business, if I wanted to go build another business, such a large business again today, I could do it in 
not only half the amount of time, a third of the amount of time. And now here we are. I was able to raise, I was, this is before I even had children, right? Like I'm a mom of two. That's my first and most important title. I will always carry that title at, at the top. Um, and I'm a billion dollar CEO. I'm so proud of it. As a woman, as a minority woman, as a Pakistani woman, as a mother of two, I've scaled a company. I didn't know I could go build a million dollar business, let alone a billion dollar business. And I've started this most incredible community, which started as a podcast, which is now a top 50 podcast, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you do not tune into the show, subscribe today. We're also on, we're like adding all these different mediums like YouTube. So subscribe on YouTube, download our show, go to, go to Spotify, iTunes, wherever you find it. It is the most phenomenal thing. I absolutely love it. I actually record out of this exact studio today, but we're, I'm a top 50 podcast host. And I pursue a million other ventures. I'm an investor. I And I mentor. I've mentored hundreds of women. We've put over a 1,000 women through various programs at CO School. I think multi-thousand now at this point. Over 2,000 women, Sophie, that we've put in through our various programs over the last three years, right? And people ask me all the time how I do it. That's like the number one question. I just actually, 10 minutes, right before coming onto this webinar, I was on a uh, radio show for um, Sirius XM, right? Sirius XM Business Radio. And uh, Kendra Scott was coming on right after me. I've, it was like live on air. And the number one question that I get asked every time I'm on an interview is, how do you do it all? And it's because I, I have the mindset to go conquer it. I have the ambition to go conquer it. But I also now have the tools. I also now have the systems. And I have the right team to go support me. And that's what you can have. Whatever all looks like for you, I want you to know that you can have it all. And you don't need to define your success based upon my success or someone else's success or his success or her success. I want you to define your success to what you truly want for you, right? And that is gonna change. And I want you to ask yourself that question every single year. Every single year, I want you to ask yourself, what is it that I want this year? Is it still going back to the why that I started with? And that is one of my biggest lessons. So you deserve to have it all and you can have it all too. And I want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart for being part of this community. And my biggest, the legacy that I feel like I, the dent that I can make is on this statistic that less than 2% of female founders ever break a million in revenue. In 2020, I learned this, this statistic. I read a Forbes article and that was the moment that I said, what I've done with Stacks is amazing and I'm going to continue to do that. And I'm going to take this company to the highest height that I can take it. But I know that this statistic needs to change. It's not just, it's, it's appalling. 2%, we're not even, forget parity. We're so far from it, right? And this is where I want to have my mark. And today, and this is why I'm so excited about this particular class, all of you in the audience today, because I didn't invite everybody to the room. I invited you to the room. I invited six plus figure entrepreneurs to the room. And I feel like this is my niche. Like I finally feel after three years, done a lot of things, mentored and helped a lot of people. But where I know that I could help at this next stage is for this entrepreneur, that DNA, right? And so I'm really glad you're here and I cannot wait to be part of your journey. So I wanna ask you, are you relying on that same hustle that I was? Right? Yeah. And you know, you're smart enough. You know that there are better systems out there. You know there is a path to this. We don't have to reinvent anything, right? You just have to get into the right room. I have a second follow-up question. I didn't ask this last night. Do you feel like you're in the right room today? Because I know that you're in the right room. I hope you feel it too. Oh, I love this energy. Okay. So it's all about those systems, right? That's the answer. And over the next 12 months, so I'm going to give you lots of information quickly, right? I'm going to give you five things that we're going to go do, but this isn't going to happen overnight. And I don't want you to get overwhelmed today by my, my goal for every single masterclass that I do is to give it all to you, right? Because everyone's going to take that one major piece. If you can take one major piece of nugget and go apply it today, I know it's going to impact your business. 
But what I want from you is your commitment over the next 12 months, okay? To change the course of your company, right? And we're gonna profit-proof your business. We're gonna scale that business. We're gonna go get that dream team. We're gonna go create the scalable playbook for your business. And it's gonna take 12 months to get there, right? Checking across all those boxes that I talked about. And we're gonna go achieve those milestones together. So lesson number one, right? On my biggest lessons on scaling from six figures to seven figures, that it is about scaling, right? I, you, you just heard me talk so much about the word scaling, but what does scaling even mean, right? Scaling just means growing your revenue faster than your costs, right? So you're scaling the top line, right, faster than you're, you're having to scale up from a cost perspective. But it's not just about cost. It's about that exponential growth that takes place, right? This You're looking at this graph, and if you're not looking at it, it's a hockey stick, right? It scales up right? And this, and it's, it's about efficient growth. So scaling is all about efficient growth, where it's your ability to be able to use your resources, your dollars, your time strategically, efficiently to get better results while doing less, while spending less, right? You may be spending more, right? As your, as your business scales, it's not, it's still going to perhaps you're going to add more teammates. You're going to add more software. You're going to add more things. But at the rate at which the efficiency of your scale, your revenue is going to outpace where your operational costs are going to be. That's what scaling is about. And this is honestly the most important KPI of your business is what do your charts look like? Are you seeing that consistent growth, right? And over the last 10 years, I mean, I have pitched to investors. I've raised over $500 million in capital right? I've done big things. But the number one reason people invest in the business besides me, of course, <laughs> besides our team, right? And it's important. People invest in you. But the number one reason why people invest is because we're a scaling business, that we've proven that we can scale up and do more while spending less, right? And we can go fuel it. So if we decided today to say we wanted to go increase, we have a formula to increase. We're measuring it along the way, right? And the big secrets to scalability, right, to kind of deep dive further into this, again, are the four big pillars that I have that there's honestly the biggest part of CO school, right? So many of you guys saw um, right before the summertime, I launched our course for CO school. It was probably the best product I've ever put out. It took, I don't know, 37 hours of content creation, three years of one mentoring entrepreneurs and deep diving into thousands of businesses. And then of course, 10 years of my own experience, right? So all compacted into what it actually takes to scale a business. So that was CEO Schools, the course, going from entrepreneur to CEO. It was the best thing I've ever put out. And we're only going to put it out twice a year. So the next one is going to come up in November. So mark your calendars in November. But the entire principle was on these four, four Ps of scaling. Scaling your product, right? Which is scaling how to actually scale your product in terms of you don't need to have more customers to actually scale your product. How can we actually expand your customer lifetime value? Two, we talked about scaling your profit which is really about optimizing everything when it comes to not only pricing, but your revenue streams, optimizing your KPIs, optimize, optimizing your forecasting, optimizing knowing where you're gonna get to before, before you even get your, you know, get started, right? You should know where you're gonna end up. And then number three, the third pillar was on process, right? So systems, what are the actual systems for success? And lastly, um, which I believe is the most critical, but you can't have people if you don't have revenue, uh, with people and how to strategically actually scale people, how to take those systems and processes and create a team that is of A players that just helps you operate the your business. And those are actually the four key pillars of scalability, product, profit, process, and people, okay? But today, the next four lessons are gonna be focused on the second pillar, which is going to be profit. Because I think that 
that's where we want to talk about as we think about where the recession is, as we think about the market is, if we don't have our revenue, we can't have all the rest of it, right? And so this is where I'd like to focus today. But I'm really proud of uh, the course that we put out. You have to check it out in November. And maybe if you stay till the end, you might uh, you might get a goodie or two. So let's go into lesson number two, right? So how are we going to actually profit-proof your business? The first step right now, and this is where I want you to pull out that pen, okay, is we're going to be doing an audit in your business, right? When there's risk in the market, it's not the time to actually go hide, right? It's the time to take action, strategic action. And you need to know your business better than anybody, especially right now, right? Not only do you need to know your business, you need to know what's happening in your industry, in your market. What are things that are happening? What are the best parts about your business? And honestly, what are the worst parts? You have to look yourself and your business in the mirror and say, all right, business, how are we doing today? How are we really doing, all right? What do I actually love about my business? What are areas of opportunities? What are areas of risk? We're gonna be doing a business deep dive. And that's the lesson. At six figures, that's what I did when that, when that happened, right? So although we weren't going through like a market crash or a change in marketplace, it was still a time where there was risk that was shown to me, right? And I had to look ourselves in the eye and say, I'm doing some things right, but where, what is working right and what's not working? So we're going to do an audit and specifically, I'm going to teach you how to do this audit. So one, we've all heard of a SWOT analysis or handy dandy SWOT analysis. As part of CEO school, I make all of you guys go through SWOT analysis. Go do a SWOT analysis on your business. And using the SWOT matrix, you go over your company's strengths and weaknesses. And then you compare that also against to your industry and your competition and say, what are my opportunities and what are my threats, even given the current landscape? All right. And if you've done a SWOT analysis, incredible. Now is the time to redo one with a different lens on. And I'm going to talk here shortly about peacetime CEO and wartime CEO. So even if you've done one, I think it's a really great time for you to audit your business in a different lens, right? And audit your business to say, what do you also love? When we talk about energy, right? What do you love working on? Over the summer, we did a SWOT analysis um, for CEO school. So in this business, I did a SWOT analysis with my team and we talked about what are the products that we love that I just like, I get so lit up about, right? Like the program, the course was literally one of my favorite things I've ever done. This cohort was amazing. Just eight weeks of power jammed sessions. Like that just brought me so much joy. And we looked at the things that also brought in revenue, but also were just amazing in energy. Then there were areas of opportunities where we were like, man, our community loves this, but we actually asked members for feedback, right? And if you guys are part of our club or our current boardroom and other, other parts of CO school, we were buying coffees left and right to talk to our members, right? You need to do the same. Don't just sit from a box and look at yourself in the mirror to say, this is what I see. Ask the people around you what they see, right? This is a great time when you're doing your analysis to actually pay attention. And not only paying attention to your business, it's also important to pay attention to what's happening in your land, in, in your environment, in your industry, with your competitors. And not looking at it a sense of like, oh, my competitor is doing this, so I should do why, right? But in 2022 today, I think we're in the best time to have a business because every market is saturated. That means you don't have to reinvent the wheel ever, ever, right? And I don't want you to live in this constant state of comparison to say there's always going to be a giant, a giant in your industry that's out there, right? But I'm not looking to the giant to say that's who I want to be. I want to be different. I want to say what's working for that giant, right? And I want to look at those things. And I want to say what's not working for that giant. So as you're doing your SWOT analysis, it's so important for you to look at opportunities, right? Intrinsically looking at yourself and then also doing that marketplace assessment, asking your customers what they think, right? So we did our SWOT analysis as well. It's also important to do a KPI analysis, a financial audit analysis, right? So what are your key performing indicators of your business. And if you've been following me or been listening, 
you know, me talk for three last the last three years, you know I love a KPI. And I think that KPIs are just a true reflection in your scorecard for your business. Make sure that you have the right scorecard for your business. And if you don't know what a KPI is, or if you know what a KPI is, but you don't know if your KPIs are the right KPIs for your business, don't worry. You have a community here at CO School that can help you with that, right? So identifying what are your KPIs as part of that analysis and making sure that you are thinking about your financial analysis, right? What is actually working well in your business? Where are the areas that you feel like, man, we're putting in this level of energy and time, but look at this amazing output. Or man, we're draining so much of our resources into this product, but the energy level is a lot and the output, it's kind of the same. It's not It's not really growing. It's not really scaling. Next, again, I talked enough about this, which is doing that market analysis, right? Talk to your customers, current and past, and also look at what's happening in the marketplace. Those are all of the which ways that an audit needs to take place, right? And then lesson number three is to minimize risk, right? And I see right now many entrepreneurs and many CEOs, I'm like every, there's so many webinars in like my business world today on like what's happening, what to do during your recession and HR practices during your recession and forecasting during all of this. And everybody wants to cut everything. And I think that is the worst mistake that you can make. It's so important for you to be strategic, right? Where do you actually, do you need to cut? What needs to get cut and why, right? And where do you actually need to invest in your business? What are the areas that you need to actually double down in your business? That's more important than just cutting back. And so when we sat down and we did our full analysis, right, we went through this exact exercise for CL School right now, right? And it wasn't about just cutting, cutting, cutting. It was about what areas of our business do we want to double down on? And I cannot wait to share with you what we're doubling down on today, right? And we knew what areas of our business were working really, really well and what areas were working all right. But if we just took our energy and we focused it on these two assets of our business, that's how we were going to scale up with the right energy, with the right output. And, and where we were going to cut back was not actually in terms of just dollar, naturally dollars and cents would then shift to the right areas to double down. So that's how we think about minimizing risk. How to minimize risk is also doing a threat analysis, right? So looking at your business and saying, again, like I mentioned, what are the most consistent or inconsistent forms of revenue, Right. And taking a look at that and saying, hey, was this just like a one-time pop or we're chasing something again that may not be there, right? Maybe you're just letting, maybe it's important to just let those opportunities come. And maybe partnerships might not be that avenue. Maybe it's a certain avenue or maybe partnerships or maybe, you know, third-party opportunities that you are doing were better for your business to scale. I don't know what that looks like for your business, but it's so important for you to do that analysis, right? It's also important for you to do a product analysis. Right. And right now, customers are being discerning with their dollars. So it's time to step up and it's time to deliver your best product. Right. In times where there is a lot of competition, when markets are shifting, it doesn't mean you pull back. It means you step up. That's the difference. And that's what we've always done. I've done that in every single one parts of our businesses. Right. And it's also stepping up in terms of how you can make these things more efficient and and risk minimizing, right? So your onboarding process, your customer support process, going through this analysis and even understanding what parts of your product may need to go. Lastly, to minimize risk, it is also important to take a look at dead weight and team members. And it's not about just firing people. That's not the goal. Our goal is to figure out who are your A players and which ones are not. Do you have B players that need to step up Right? I know my teams can tell you that I've definitely been assessing our teams. And it's it's we should always be assessing our teams. But sometimes in when things are just in flow, we're not we're not paying attention. And right now we just need to pay a little bit more attention. Right? And who are these B players? B players are amazing. We need B players too. Can we take these B players and move them to A players? Right? The ones that got to go are the C players. And you have to really ask yourself, are they B players because they don't have the right resources, maybe we need to invest in those resources, right? So it's really important for you to think about your team in that way 
and really assess your team and who is an A, B, and C player. And potentially the C players have to go, right? And the B players need the investment to move up, right? And what can we do to protect our A players or to get that osmosis onto the rest of the team? The next lesson is to maximize opportunity. Now that you know where the audit is, what to cut, how to minimize risk, now it's important to double down. And I love doubling down. This is um, a a gambling, I guess, analogy from poker and from like just from playing cards. And I kind of grew up in a house where we played cards. And um, on one of the podcast episodes, I was actually speaking with um, the CEO of Poker Players, which is a a community for women to learn how to play poker because women who play poker are very successful in business because we know how to think about risk and be strategic and double down and know when opportunities are. I mean, that's really what it's like the business of life and the you know, business of a game, I guess, but it's about doubling down on opportunities. And I remember when the pandemic hit and I shared the story last night um, was that when the pandemic hit, it was the scariest time of my life, right? We had a business, we had 150 team members. We didn't know what was happening in the world. And we had a big growth year ahead. And I was told by many different mentors and investors, right, to cut back, right? We were seemed like just right now, all these webinars are going on about recession. There was like the same business, you know, groups that I'm in were talking about how to think about layoffs or furloughing employees or, you know, rescinding offers and, you know, where to cut your budgets and how to protect your cash flow. And at that time, my business was doing so well. And I knew I was like, man, I cannot let the world, what's happening in the world is out of my control. But my business is in my control. Right. And I did this exact same audit at this at that time in 2020. And what I figured out is that I knew it was working and our digital ads were working. Right. And I wanted to double down. I didn't want to pull back. And so I actually made the decision to double down and to increase spend. Okay. And it was probably the riskiest decision that I made for the business at that time. I didn't rescind any offers. Every new hire started according to plan. Everything was firing. We were just working remote. We were navigating through the world environment. Maybe I was an optimist and I thought that I probably thought that I was going to end in like two weeks. Uh, But I decided to press forward. When I was pressing forward, our competitors were pulling back. And guess what happened? During times like these or times when people are afraid, people pull back. But now I think it's the time for greatest opportunity, right? And we pushed ahead and we pushed forward and we actually came out with our record-breaking year. We grew by 300% that year, 300%. I mean, it's because we doubled down. So I share this because it's not about cutting everything. It's about maximizing those opportunities, doing that competitor analysis, right? How are your competitors reacting today, right? And in every market that you're in today, you have competitors. That's a really good thing. That means they're gonna pull back right? And it's not about just pressing go on everything. It's about being strategic and looking at your opportunities. That's why it's so important for you to do that analysis, that market analysis, that audit, to do all these things to then know, okay, I know exactly, Sanira, I know exactly where I need to double down because I put in that work. This is also where you do the talent analysis, right? In times like these, when people are letting go of talent, we're acquiring the best talent, right? There's not been a single month in my history of CEO that I've not hired a new employee, right? I'm always looking for the best talent, right? And this is the time where you should be looking for great talent too, right? And what are, like, do you have, if you know exactly what you need, he or she is out there waiting to join your team, waiting to join your opportunity. And one plus one equals three when you have the right talent. Lastly, again, it's going back to that revenue analysis right? It's so important for you to to make sure that you're focused on revenue first, right? That consistency, that stability, right? But also looking for the, where is the low-hanging fruit that you're seeing in your business today that when we shift those resources to that, it's going to open up more opportunity and it's going to scale up our revenue without having to scale up our costs. And my final big lesson, right, is what I I told you earlier, I'm going to talk about wartime CEO versus peacetime CEO, okay? And this uh, was actually shared to me uh, recently uh, by my CMO. And 
Um, we've been in the news a lot lately post, you know, unicorn announcement. And, you know, I have a really big competitor, <coughs> Stripe. And uh, a lot of the market is like comparing us and it's just actually become really fun. And I actually love Stripe. So like, <laughs> they're amazing. They're a great product, but they're fit for only a specific style of customer, right? And our product is omni-channel. It's different. And, but it's been really fun to see kind of the market's reaction to this like this dynamic. And I think it's really fun. I think also for the market to kind of have this woman going up against this like giant Goliath. So that's been part of the story. And my CMO actually sent me uh, this article and he said, Sarah, I really want you to read this wartime CEO versus peacetime CEO. And it's because he knows I'm a, I'm a peacetime CEO, right? And I think we mostly as women, we are peacetime CEOs. So there is a time for war and there is a time for peace in business. And to be a CEO, you have to know when to use both. Okay. I feel more comfortable with being a peacetime CEO, right? That's just, just I'm where I'm naturally part of. I'm not looking to be aggressive. I'm looking for things in inflow state. And a peacetime CEO functions really upon calm waters, right? We're focused on big picture. You know, we empower people to make decisions. I'm all about empowering my people to make decisions. And decisions are always based upon values, my core values. That's where decisions are based off of. They're based on values. We're all about minimizing conflict and just understanding like the strategic, you know, it's all about strategy and how to minimize kind of things are in flow and decisions at the end of the day, the main part of a peacetime CEO is decisions are made more out of value first. Naturally, that is me. I'd love to know and for you to tell me or think about who you are. Are you a peacetime CEO? And many of us as women are peacetime CEOs and men actually tend to be the opposite. They're the wartime CEO right? They're aggressive. They're focused. They're alert and even paranoid is what I like to call it, right? They're always in this imminent, there's a threat happening on the other side or hyper-awareness, right? And very clear and direct, right? That's a wartime CEO, okay? And some people can be both. And, you know, like I, I just believe that women naturally are more peacetime CEOs and men are naturally more wartime CEOs. And if you look at the shifts in business, and I think that where our strengths are that as well, right? Peacetime CEO is a strength. Understanding and doing business from a, a lens of values-driven, right? Mission-driven, value-driven. Those things are really important to, uh, to business. And I think this is where we've been able to teach where just diversification of thought really matters. And this is why it's important to not have one style or the other. But I think that this element for me, um, it doesn't need to come often, but it is important to put that hat on right? And now is the time. And wartime doesn't necessarily have to mean that you're always in wartime. Wartime also just means to be a little bit more focused, right? A little bit more alert. And that is also important in this next scaling up journey for you, right? Going from six to seven figures, you have to be a little bit paranoid. You have to be a little bit alert. You have to be a little bit more focused. You don't have to stay that way every single day, but at least in this planning phase right now, right? We've got to know what's happening, looking at our competition, looking at our revenue, looking at our profit, looking at our team, looking at our systems, right? We need to be more alert, right? And be more clear on every single person's role and responsibility to the company, right? And how each and every single one of team member is going to uphold that, right? Or what customers are going to uphold it. I have been ready to hold my customers accountable. I have not held my customers accountable. I have not held all of you accountable for a really long time right? I show up here. I do countless amounts of just knowledge sharing, knowledge sharing, knowledge sharing. And I'm like, great, y'all should come join when you want to, right? But it's not, it's not that time anymore. It's time for us to all be in wartime, right? To demand action, right? And so that is honestly lesson number five. And one of my biggest secrets is knowing when to put on which hat, wartime CEO and peacetime CEO. And again, that's what I'm trying to say, right? It's important to know when to be what. So going back to what we started off earlier, you're building a legacy, right? You wanna build a business that lasts. You wanna exit your business. You wanna build a legacy. You wanna get yourself out of the day-to-day. You wanna design the life that you love. Have a team that supports you, right? Having, creating that impact, let's act accordingly right? And you are a Kobe Bryant. We all have a piece of that in us, but we need the right playbooks. We need the right coach and we need the right team around us to also win us championships. Do you agree? 
And I want you to tell me if you're ready, okay? Because what I'm going to show you, I only want women who are in this next level of pedigree. If you are ready, if you not just want it, but you want it really fucking bad. You, you're already ready. You're already going to put in the work. You're putting in the work. You've already gotten to this point, okay? But now I'm going to ask you to actually show up because you have a few choices. You can carry on struggling and doing it by yourself, scaling with hustle, figuring it out on your own. You will get there. I believe in you. Or you can come scale with me. Somebody who's actually done it, has been in your shoes, who has the playbooks, and not only from me, but with a community of women who is also going in the same direction. If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, you go together right? And I'm not about the short sprint one-time win like the rest of the internet is, okay? I want you to win in the long haul. And that's what I believe that nobody is teaching. I feel like that's been my biggest frustration and why I still show up here every single week for all of you, right? Is because no one is actually teaching this. Every single entrepreneur that's talking about entrepreneurship or scaling, it's about some particular system or just about social media or this or that. No one's actually teaching you how to build a exitable business. No one's teaching you how to build a profitable business. No one's teaching you how to build the team, build the systems, build the, the, the playbooks and the tool sets that you need in today's environment that's actually an acting sitting CEO, right? Who's actually day-to-day running an operation. Who knows what's happening today in the marketplace and how to adapt to the ever-changing Facebook ad algorithm that's happening today, right? You need people alongside you. You need coaches alongside you who are walking the walk. And that's what CO school is really about, right? And this is the knowledge that has helped men in the boys club. And this is why CO school exists because we are changing the game. And I feel more confident than I've ever felt that we know what we're doing to help get you to this next level. And we're going to get there faster. We're going to get there in the right way and the smart way, right? And we're going to get there in a way that feels with ease and abundance, right? So that you can still have your life. You can still be with your children. You can still do all the things that you've set out to do by not having to burn that midnight oil. Running a business is hard. Managing employees is hard. Getting customers through the door is even harder. But getting paid shouldn't have to be. This is where Stacks Payments is here to help. As an intuitive platform for invoicing, recurring billing, in-person, as well as online payments, Stacks is a one-stop hub to get you paid. What's even better? Stacks has one flat fee for the month instead of percentages you can't understand. Stop spending time tracking down customers or payment tools that fail on you. Set your automations up with Stacks Payments today. As CEO and founder of Stacks and CEO School, it's been my mission to support female leaders, founders, and CEOs. With Stacks, I'm able to do so by providing fast, easy, and affordable way to process payments every day for you. Thank you for tuning into today's show. If you loved it, leave us a review. We are so proud to bring you authentic conversations, game changer expert guests, and valuable content on and offline. The best compliment you can give us is by screenshotting today's show and tagging us on Instagram at CEO School and at Sanira Madani. We are obsessed with swag, so don't be surprised if we want to send you some. Thanks for tuning into class today. And remember, nothing bad happens when women make more money.